What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Resilient Experience. It's a great fight for a main event because it's not going to be like we're not going to be dancing around. We're not going to be doing a bunch of like pointy point. We're going to be trying to knock each other out. I know he's trying to knock me out. I know he's got good cardio. So hopefully we're in there. Hopefully we, we get to have some good rounds and then I'll try and get to finish. Today we have a very special guest. He is a Muay Thai fighter coming from Peoria, Illinois and training out of Peoria Athletic Club. He has a Muay Thai record of eight and two and he's also an amateur MMA fighter with a record of two and one. He was the 164 pound WACO champion in 2022 and he was also the 164 pound champion in TBA in 2022 as well. He has an upcoming title fight in stand-up fight series against Patrick Vega. So I'm really excited to bring him on, learn more about his background, and talk about his upcoming fight in stand-up fight series on November 11th. Let's go ahead and welcome Reese Newman. Can you hear me now? Yes, I got you now. Okay, perfect. I've never used Zoom before, so... <laughs> oh no, you're good. So you're at the gym. Nice. Yeah. Did you just get done training? Uh, actually, no. I woke up from a nap, but I figured the gym's right by my house, and I figured no one would be here on a Sunday, so just thought I'd come just set up the camera here and do it here. Nice. I just woke up, woke up from a nap, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> it was like the most satisfying nap ever. <laughs> yeah, Sunday naps are amazing. Oh, they're the best. Man, I was so sore too. Oh my gosh. I woke up and I felt so much better. I was like, ha, ah, that was the magic I needed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're sore and exhausted too, training for your fight. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm too sore or too exhausted, really. It's not as not as sore as exhausted as everyone would assume. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you're feeling yeah, good I've, going I've into feeling, this one? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, you're fighting Patrick Vega. You're fighting uh, here in St. Louis in uh, in stand-up fight series. How are you feeling about the matchup, and how excited are you to get in there? I'm pretty freaking excited. I think it's a, uh, it's definitely a good matchup. He's he's a guy. He comes to fight. That's what we're doing is fighting each other. It's a, it's a super good card, good production. Chad does a really good job at um, – Making it like I've been to some of the stand-up five series cards before, and I mean it. It's a like. It's just a good production, like good, all around, like the way he makes it super professional, even for amateur fights. Like, super exciting to get to be main event of that card. Yeah, absolutely. I went to the last one. Um, I think it was in July, June or July, and that was the first one I had been to. Um, and Patrick was on that card as well. And it was a great show. It was really fun. And yeah, like you said, it's a great production. Um, it's just really well done. So I'm excited to to go to this one too. And I've never seen you fight. So I'm really excited to see you fight. And um, I've seen Patrick fight many times. So um, this is really exciting. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a great card. Like you said, um, yeah, very, very exciting. It's coming up. It's It's sneaking up on us. Yeah, super like quick. Less than super two quick. weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I really am excited to talk to you and kind of get to know more about you. Like I said, I've never really seen you fight before. Um, I mean, I've, I watched a little bit of your fights on YouTube, a little bit as much as I could, um, but haven't seen you fight in person. So really, really excited. And just to kind of get to know who you are and um, not only as a fighter, but as a human being. And um, yeah, just learn more about you. So I guess to, to kind of start, um, we'll go, kind of go over your background a little bit. Um, have you always been into martial arts or is that something that you kind of picked up or what were you kind of into, I guess, when you were growing up? Um, I really wasn't into martial arts growing up. I mean, I, if I saw UFC, like I thought that was like cool or whatever, but I never like want to fight. It seems like scary, but I always played baseball, basketball, football growing up, like any sport, like whatever, like I would just play it. I was always super competitive. So once I didn't play the other sports, it kind of just fell upon me one day and just kept going back. And then I was fighting people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was was anybody in your family into martial arts or is this something that you kind of picked up on your own? I mean, I had grandpas and uncles who wrestled and stuff. I mean, I never, I never wrestled. I just, uh, I played football, basketball and baseball. So I, I never really got the chance to do that, but. No, I just, I just kind of like, like the direction of like my personality. And I think like some of them, like, I don't know, just like my competitive nature. Like I, it just kind of like, actually one of my friends, he was a wrestler in, in um, high school and he was getting into like boxing and stuff. And we went, he asked me to go to like the football field with him one day. And we were just kind of like being dumb, like just like boxing each other with boxing gloves like no mouthpieces or anything and we just kept doing it and then I was like yeah let's go to a gym and like train this and yeah so now I mean it's it's funny because now he he's on team USA the kickboxing team USA and uh wow. and then I'm and like having my 13th fight and main eventing and stuff so it's like we came a lot a lot in that two years but that's really just how it happened just us being dumb and like sparring each other until we were too tired and and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. What did uh, what did your like friends and and family think when you decided that you wanted to to start fighting and competing? Were they supportive, or were they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I would say, I would say honestly, I have probably the best support system I could ask for. But I know when I first like came, to everyone was like, yeah, I think I want to start doing this. I was kind of going through like a time of life where like I was not very sure of like what I wanted to do or what would give me any type of like purpose or fulfillment. And I was kind of going like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. I want to do this. So they were kind of all probably like, oh, okay, like, yeah, he'll do this. And then in a month or two, he'll say he wants to do that and do this. And I'm sure, like, not that they, anyone was doubting me or like thinking that it was dumb. They just were probably like, oh, like, okay, like, We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, or probably but hoping you don't get hurt. Just lasting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My mom and grandma are like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> you don't even know these people. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So did you? Um, you started with kickboxing first, and then you went to MMA, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I I had um, so when I when I first started, I was just as green as you could get. And I didn't really even understand. So I would, I went to just like some Muay Thai gym here in, in my town and trained for a week and was messaging like a big MMA promoter, like, oh, can I get a fight or whatever, which 
I mean, that never ended up happening, thank God. But then I started training, moved gyms to the gym I'm at now, which is in the same town in Peoria, Illinois. And they have, we have Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and boxing. So I thought it was a better fit because I wanted to do, my, my goal originally was just to do MMA. I never thought about doing Muay Thai or even knew about Muay Thai or really knew about kickboxing. It just kind of ended up happening in a way of like, okay, I'm training Muay Thai. This teammate has fought Muay Thai before. He wants to do a Muay Thai fight. So I'm telling the coach, like, oh, I want to do that with, like, when he does it. And he's like, okay, like, this is what you have to do. Like, this is how you have to train and the consistency and all this stuff and the type of shape you need to be in. And it's when I started getting to, like, understand. But, yeah, I kind of just started training and just threw myself into a Muay Thai fight, not really – not really knew knew what Muay Thai was before. Just was like, all right, yeah, they're punching, kicking. Like, let's do that. Yeah, that's interesting. So you started off wanting to do MMA, and then you started training, and then you kind of just got involved with kickboxing, I guess, kind of accidentally. Um, that's really cool. Um, it's kind of similar. Like I was talking to, I, I think you saw, um, my interview with Austin Miller, who he's going to be on the card too, which is really exciting. Um, and he was kind of talking about how he started with MMA and he wanted to be an MMA fighter. And then now he's kind of delving into kickboxing and trying to, you know, get some momentum with it and then, uh, take that back yeah. to MMA. So that's really cool. Um, really exciting. And, and you mentioned that, um, you know, you were in a time where you were trying to kind of find your purpose in life. Um, when you started training martial arts, do you think that martial arts has helped you find that purpose in life? Is that really kind of what drives you? Yeah, I think that, um, especially with like how, just like how, how my brain works, like how, how like I live my life. If I didn't find something like this, like MMA or it could have been anything, but just that, that gives me so much reason to go to the gym to be dedicated to something to work really hard to try and be better than other people at it i think um it really has been the most positive impact on my life and not only in that way but just the people i've met like you don't when you you, you know when you go through high school and you have all these friends that aren't really your friends and you don't see it until you get older because all you guys do is make bad decisions together or just, you know, you're not very productive or you kind of stay at the same level when you hang around each other too much. And it's like I met all these new people who I would I would never be friends with outside of the gym. But now they're some of my closest friends and best influences like around me. 100%. I agree. I have never found a community, first of all, that's more welcoming and just like not so like judgmental like there's so many different kinds of people in martial arts that it's like you can find friends so easily <laughs> in the sport yeah. and you can find people who just like are on the same wavelength as you whether they're fighters or just hobbyists or you know like me I'm, I'm more of just a hobbyist like I I train for fun and for exercise and but I think for me it's something that gives me um it's something I can improve on constantly like you're never going to know everything about martial arts. So like you can always learn more and you can always get better. So it's really easy to stay motivated because there's always something to learn. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. And and what you were saying about like just meeting people, like I feel like you'll meet people that you might have never even thought to be friends with ever in your life. Like, and not because like, oh, you look at people and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be friends with you. Just like sometimes you just like aren't like always just friends with everybody but then when yeah. you meet people like 
you'll you'll be friends with somebody who you'd never have been friends with outside of the gym because you guys can can come in the gym and you can share that same like no matter what no matter what lifestyle they live outside of the gym or what they do on their spare time you're sharing the same like type of thing that most people don't ever get to share together and it's like training and the dedication and hard work and or like when you go to a fight card and you have teammates fighting and you guys are all fighting so you're not really fighting alone it's like four of you guys fighting in a night or you know six people at a tournament together like yeah it's just it's just crazy it is it's it's so refreshing to be around um people who train and and people who fight too like being around fighters is so inspiring to me um like i was at the gym yesterday and and i saw a clip posted from the sparring with uh evan elder was kind of giving a little a motivational speech after the sparring and it was awesome like just seeing that kind of stuff and and even just watching um fighters train and seeing the work they put in and the weight cutting and all of that it's really hard to be lazy when you see that <laughs> even though yeah. i'm not a fighter i'm not actually going in there and doing it it's still motivating to me because it's like Man, I I can't really make excuses when I see people out there doing that kind of thing. So, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. Um, how important is discipline and and consistency and just having that confidence too? And how long did it take you to kind of build that in uh, martial arts? Um, I would say there's so many. It's so it's probably the most important. All those factors that you just said are like the most important things. And I would say that as you grow as a martial artist or as an athlete, or depending on the type of heights you want to take your career to or the expectations you want to hold yourself to, like as you learn and as you evolve, all those things, all like the the the, the um the discipline needs to be getting higher and higher. The the training needs to be getting smarter and more calculated and all of these things and for me I've always played sports my whole life I've always been competitive always been a hard worker when it comes to like training and working on my craft working on being better so that has kind of came naturally to me like with the fighting stuff though some of the difficulties I have had with like the discipline is like the eating and the um when you're cutting weight like no drinking water and like all this stuff is like sort of new to me so like this is all things like and I, I obviously have to learn to more of the scientific based um stuff to like make that easier so that I'm not like feeling like dried up sponge like trying to cut weight but it's just I would say those things are probably the most important things if you don't have those then you don't have a foundation to build on because anyone can learn skills when I first started fighting and I was god awful terrible like taking videos like the cringiest the cringiest stuff that you could imagine and <laughs> i would just always tell myself like okay i know this looks terrible anyone else would probably look at this and be like okay i'll never be good at fighting but i would just tell myself over and over if i just keep repeating everything over and over be disciplined work hard i can learn skills anyone can learn skills and that's just that's the number one thing i'd like people to think about is if you just show up every day work hard be disciplined you you can learn skills anyone can learn skill 100% yeah and that's i feel like such an underrated aspect of fighting is you know you see the the skills and you see oh he has this jiu jitsu background this wrestling background whatever it is 
But I think one of the most important pieces, if not the most important piece, is the mental aspect of it, of just, you know, being able to push through when you don't want to push through and and being able to stay motivated or, you know, bounce back from a loss or, you know, maybe you're down a couple rounds in a fight and you got to dig deep to get the win. Like there's so many different aspects of it that require mental um, strength and mental clarity and not just, you know, the skills, like you said, anybody can learn skills, but the mental side of it, gosh, that's the hardest part. And I feel like that's the part that separates, you know, the good from the elite for sure. Yeah, it, it for sure does. Yeah. And it's something too, like there's levels to it. And, you know, like you said, you constantly have to improve. And, and that's why once you get to like the elite level, like whether you're Alex Volkanovsky or, you know, Habib or whatever, like once you get to that level, it's like there, there's little tiny things that if you miss them, it can throw off your whole game. And, and it, it just gets yeah. to that point where every little detail matters. Um, like you said, like the weight cutting and, and all of that, it's like every little detail has to be on point. Um, yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's so much that goes into fighting. I feel like that, um, that people don't realize it's, it's actually insane. And I feel like I feel like too when when you when you stay really disciplined and you work really hard and and how you said like and when you get to the elite level of fighting like everything has to be on point I feel like that's where a lot of your confidence can come from too is when you go into the fight with knowing you leave no stone unturned you did all of your training you worked as hard as you could you did your diet you made your weight cut as easy as possible on yourself like all of those things like you know you're gonna have cardio you know you're gonna be strong like all those things then you can you can worry about the fight. You can still be nervous. You can still have anxiety. You can still have whatever feelings that you may have, but you can, but you can go in there knowing I did everything I had to do to be able to go in there at my strongest and put on the best performance possible win or lose. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of performances, what is, I guess, one of your favorite moments or your favorite uh, performances that you look back on and you're just super, super excited about or proud of in your career? Um, honestly, I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had a fight that I was very, um, content with. I've had some quick fights and I mean, those are cool and everything, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had that fight where I was like, Oh, like that that's a fight like that I like that I that I really like and proud of um I I guess I had I had one fight in um Waco Waco kickboxing tournament in 2022 it was uh my first tournament fight ever I I mean I don't know I don't know how how many fights the guy had or if he still fights or whatnot but I kind of just went in there and I I threw some real clean hands and knocked him down a couple times but other than that I mean I've always been very um, critical of my performances. And I think a lot of that just comes from growing up playing sports my whole life and always thinking of that type of mindset of like, okay, like, yeah, I hit a double in this at bat, but could I have hit a home run if I would have had my foot down sooner or any technical little error or anything like that. So I feel like I kind of do that to myself a lot. So I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't really have a specific fight to be yeah. real honest. Well, and honestly, that is kind of a common mentality that a lot of 
really great fighters and just, you know, successful people in general have is, you know, just, you're never satisfied. You're always, you're always trying to get to the next level. You're always trying to outwork your yourself and outperform your last performance. So I, I totally get that. And I, as much as sometimes it's not always a good thing to be our worst critic, it can be a good thing too, because that's how you get better. And that's how you constantly improve is by looking back on your performances and thinking, okay, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that. Um, what's been like a, a couple or maybe one big moment or big fight in your career that you really learned a lot from and that helped you grow as a fighter? I would say, so, um, going into the year this year, um, I was eight and oh to start out. Like I had, I had an eight and oh record in Muay Thai and kickboxing. And then I had two MMA fights at the beginning of the year. So I won both of those. So then I was 10 and 0. I went to the Waco Nationals in Nashville um, to try out for Team USA. I signed up for the A class, which is the highest class. I got matched up against a guy who, in, in, in my thought process at the time, wasn't very dangerous because Waco is known for like being more of like point style. Like it's still real fighting, still punching, kicking, but. They're scoring points. It's not round-based scoring. It's scored off um, landed techniques, which, oh, okay. I mean, they're still, they're, they're still regular kickboxing techniques. It's still three rounds. But I think I maybe underestimated um, and downplayed the situation of the fight, and I was fighting an A-class guy who has fought, you know, international fights, tons of international fights, been on Team USA for a while now. And I went in there and I was like, I'm going to just fight him super aggressive. I'm going to knock him out. I like, I'm invincible. Like I'm, I'm 10 and no, like there's no way I'm losing. I'm going to be on team USA. And I got knocked out by a head kick in the first round. And I think after that, I kind of realized more like how to, you know, control my thoughts and slow things down a little bit. And I, I did end up dropping my next fight. I took a, I took a fight pretty soon after um, for, you know, freedom fighter promotions. Mm -mm. Well, they're, they're a pretty big, uh, Muay Thai promotion. Um, I took, I took a fight there against a guy named Jeff Freelon, who is nine and oh, um, the same record that Patrick has, but he was a little bit bigger. We fought at 170. And to be to be honest, like even fighting at sixty five, I'm kind of um, that's kind of big for me. Yeah. For for stand up, I'll normally fight at like one sixty, one fifty nine, but one fifty one sixty five is fine. Like I'm not, it's not like a uh, like I'm not too small or anything like that. But sure. I fought I fought Jeff at one seventy, and I ended up losing that. And he he was nine and zero. He had been training for twelve years. He last fights were in Thailand. Oh, um, wow. he's, he's now ended up he ended up becoming the champ of that promotion after that because that was the number one contender fight or something like that so I feel like I've 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 experienced going on um a really long period of time 10 and 0 I had been fighting for about a year and a half so a year and a half you know all highs no lows so now I'm going through some lows I wouldn't say I'm going through them right now. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't, it does, I don't let it affect me. Um, like my day-to-day -day life. Sure. Do, do I let it affect my training and like, you know, my discipline and all that stuff? I'll, I'll be a little bit more on point, but other than that, it doesn't really affect me too much, just more motivation. And I think that this is a, 
this year happened the way it did for me to go up and feel what it's like to go down. And then I don't want to go back down and the year off good with a big opportunity at stand up fight series and carry that yeah. momentum into the next year. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes with fighters, um, experiencing a loss can sometimes be the best thing to happen to their career. And, uh, yeah. it, it just kind of lights a fire inside of them and, and gets them a whole new level of motivation. So, um, yeah, I think it's important and I think it's good to, um, learn from them and, and grow from them and, kind of use those losses as an experience gain rather than a negative thing, you know, and um, especially with fighters that are early in their career, it's like, well, it's better to do that now than when you get to like the top, top level, because <laughs> then yeah. those lows are going to be even lower. So um, yeah, yeah, once that that's... paycheck comes along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. At least then if you lose, you still get, still got a nice little bank account so <laughs> it doesn't hurt yeah. as bad i guess yeah and, and i and when i when i first took my first loss like i took it really really hard at first and then yeah, i kind of had to i kind of had to put myself into like perspective like all right like yeah it doesn't suck like you just got knocked down in front of everyone you were 10 and 0 like you know what i mean but at the same time like all right i'm an amateur no one's paying me like, right. no one's no one's going to give a rat's ass when I turn pro that I got knocked out in some amateur kickboxing tournament with headgear on. No one's no one's really going to care. If anything, like I just I just learned like so much from it. Just all of my losses, I've learned so much. Like I feel like I feel like this the way this year has um been is unraveling. It it's like almost like I feel like what the theme to this fight for me is like. I, I was once an undefeated fighter with a 10 and 0 record or 9 and 0 as Patrick has. I fought guys that had experience, had fought people in other countries. Let them level me up, let them let them um show me some of my weaknesses and then now I get to return the favor to Patrick. I get to <laughs> I get to give him a more experienced fighter cuz I know he hasn't fought very many guys from a lot of different locations he's he stayed more local with his fights and um i've been fighting in big tournaments and everything like that since since the jump since i first since my first fight so i've i've fought people from everywhere i don't think i've really fought only maybe two people from illinois that's my state and oh, wow i feel like i feel like the way the gear is set up is i i went i went the highs and then i had the lows and now it's my i get to return the favor and show him you know where he can improve on the next time and where he can do better after this fight and push him and make him a better fighter the way that those fighters had to make me a better fighter earlier on in the year. And I had to experience those lows. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking this morning. Um, I had the, the BKFC champ on uh, Keith Richardson and he's uh he owns a gym modern warrior and he's a coach. And he was talking to me about, he, he went three and one last night with his team and um, he was talking to me. He's like, yeah, I don't want undefeated amateurs. <laughs> He's like, I want them to learn before they go pro. Like, I want them to really get it and figure it out before they make that move. Because, yeah, once you're a pro, um, you know, you yeah. can't go back. So <laughs> <laughs> no. it's, uh, it's really important to, to learn it's from there. those. And, yeah, well, that's exciting. Um, So kind of talking about 
kickboxing and in your combat sports career and all that. Um, I'm curious, what do you think is more challenging? Do you think kickboxing is more challenging or do you think MMA is more challenging? Um, honestly, I wouldn't, I would say I couldn't, I couldn't give you an answer because that's just two completely different games. Like the same way yeah. boxing, like if, if it was, if I had to tell you the most challenging sport, I would say wrestling or boxing because yeah. those are the two that if I was like, if I was to do them alone, I would say that I would have the most trouble with, especially with wrestling. I never grappled, you know, a lot my whole life. I I just started grappling when I started doing MMA and training like a couple of years ago. So honestly, I would say it's just, it just depends on how you want to look at it. MMA is, MMA is like the craziest freaking sport in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then kickboxing is just everyone, especially now that it's becoming more popular with one, you know, making it better and getting more eyes on it. Like the kickboxers are just getting more athletic more fast, more powerful, more higher IQs. It's just, I don't know, the sport's just getting better and better. And I really couldn't say um, which one would be harder, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and it depends on, you know, what type of fighter you are, too. It depends on, um, you know, there's different aspects of it that could be more challenging. Like, you know, some people may not like getting kicked in the face, so <laughs> they might prefer yeah. MMA, prefer to stay on the ground. And, um, or even with like all the training, like I was talking to Keith about that too. And, you know, even though he's still got to do his grappling and all that, cause he owns the gym, but, um, but with like, with bare knuckle boxing, it's like, yeah, you don't have to do all that grappling training, which is so hard on your body and your mm -hmm. joints and, and all that. And so it's just different aspects of it that make it, you know, more challenging in some ways, but then less challenging in other ways. Um, cause if you're a really good kickboxer and you can keep a fight on the feet, then it's going to be less challenging than uh, a, a kickboxing fight. Um, because you know, you, obviously have an advantage but then if you're going against somebody who's a really really good wrestler that's going to be tough so <laughs> it's like there's so many different aspects to it and it's so interesting to me too to see the growth of it um because i've always been kind of more of an mma fan like kickboxing i'm i'm starting to get more into and like muay thai i'm starting to kind of try to delve into it um there's so many different promotions it's hard to keep track but um but i am trying to learn more about it because i really i'm really excited about it and especially with what chad Mueller is doing for the local scene and he's even taking it elsewhere and starting to do um you know his his fights in other states so i'm really excited and i think it was um somebody i think it might have been joe rogan was talking about how um he wants to see kickboxing in the ufc <laughs> or something like yeah. that which i think that would be really cool um kind of in, in anytime i've seen a card where they had kickboxing and mma fights it's always really fun because yeah. you kind of just get to see a little bit of both yeah, yeah. And, and you know what really surprises me with like the kickboxing and muay thai stuff going on is like people will sit there and watch an mma fight and they'll complain the whole time about they're doing this like why aren't they doing this and then you'll throw on a kickboxing fight and a muay thai fight and they just won't like some people just won't care they just would rather watch mma but then complain when they grapple so i mean oh i know i think that i think that has to do more with like people knowing the mma fighters and not knowing the kickboxers and the muay thai fighters but with over time and with more exposure that'll eventually change and people will get into it and i think people will enjoy it a lot more especially in america 
I think that Americans will, will love kickboxing and Muay Thai once they really get exposed to it. Yeah, definitely. It's a really interesting sport. Um, and there's like different rule sets and different promotions, which is really interesting. And like even bare knuckle, they're doing, uh, that Thailand card in a couple weeks and it's like different, it's like, uh, kickboxing rules, but it's bare knuckle and there's some interesting yeah. stuff going on there. So <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, there's a lot of growth happening. So I'm really excited and it's something I want to learn more about and get into and, um, hopefully in the near future start, uh, train, I only train boxing right now, but hopefully in the near future, start training a little bit of kickboxing to kind of understand it a little bit more. Not that I'm ever going <laughs> to be a kickboxer. I'm only five foot one. I don't know how that will work out, but you can find uh, <laughs> another five foot one girl. <laughs> yeah. We'll have our little, uh, little tiny girl league, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. And, um, but just to understand it a little bit more, I think would be really cool because, yeah, it is on the rise, and it's not something that is as big in America, at least, as, like, the UFC and um, even boxing. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to see the growth of uh, of the sport. So I'm curious, what what is your vision for, like, the future of your career, um, whether it be kickboxing or MMA or both? Or what is, like, long-term kind of your goals? You know, I think, um, so our coach, our coach at our gym, he, and he, uh, I don't, I don't know what, I, what words to use. Sorry. I'm like brain farting. He, oh, he, encur <laughs> he encourages, he encourages us. He encourages us all. Cause we, we, we have tons of fighters at our gym. We have tons of guys. It's our gym has just been growing so much and we have so many people and some people that start coming and a lot of people will come here with experience already, which is awesome. And uh, he encouraged us all, like, if we go pro, like, pro MMA is where, where the money's at. If we want to make money and in terms of, like, money and stuff like that. But I think with how my how I've been feeling the past year and just, like, how I am, like, when I fight, like, um, I honestly love MMA. I love Muay Thai. I love kickboxing. Hell, I would I would even love to go do some boxing fights eventually. That would be just a blast to me. But yeah. I feel like I feel like I see myself like even when I go pro and until I sign a contract with a big promotion where I am locked in on fighting with them, I feel like I I would be the type of guy that maybe I have a, a, a kickboxing fight and then a couple months later I'll have an MMA fight and then maybe another MMA fight, but then maybe a Muay Thai fight after. Like for me, I always just think about it as what's the coolest thing like if i have a mma fight offer and a kickboxing fight offer which promotion is cute cooler which opponent is better that's the type of stuff that like goes through my head and i feel like i'll just do whatever's like the coolest like if it's going to be cooler i just want to go do that it's like more fun cooler place cooler opponent like i'm yeah, not really well... too locked in on just focusing on just like one certain thing for real I think that's good because in the state of combat sports right now, I feel like there's a lot changing and there's a lot of opportunities I think that are going to rise um, in the near future, um, at least the, like the next few years and even over the course of the next 10 years. Um, I think there's just going to be so many different opportunities available and there already are, you know, with um, like PFL is, you know, a newer organization with MMA. So 
MMA fighters now have kind of, you know, multiple options um, when they get to that more elite level. And then you've got, you know, bare knuckle boxing, you got bare knuckle MMA, you've got uh, kickboxing, you got one championship. And so there's all these different options. And I think that's only going to grow even more. I think there's just going to be even more opportunities for fighters as combat sports just continues to evolve and even boxing too, like um, with, with boxing kind of starting to, to grow a little bit more too. And, um, and it, as much as I kind of laugh at like the, the Paul brothers, sometimes um, yeah. <laughs> they are kind of helping to bring more eyeballs to it, which is cool. Cause it does help bring more opportunities. So I think that's a good mindset to have just to kind of be open-minded um, cause like, like I was talking to Keith earlier and like his career, he started off as an MMA fighter. He was more of a submission guy. He thought, you know, he wanted to go to the UFC, didn't end up getting to go to the UFC, fought a ton of UFC fighters, never got to go to the UFC, but then, you know, the opportunity just kind of fell into place for him in BKFC and he went four and O this year and now he's the champ. So it's like, you just never know where your career is going to take you and, I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, being open to those opportunities is is really good, especially right now, because, you know, you could get locked in on this one goal and then one little yeah. thing could throw it off. And then, you know, then you're like, oh, I got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. And like and I, I feel like fighting different rule sets and fighting different styles, different places like all the time, like it'll make you be able to adapt easier and like who just doesn't like to do cool shit like if i'm if there's a promotion like an mma promotion and it's in a basketball court and it's under like a cage <laughs> in a basketball court and there's like no walkout or i can go fight like some super super good kickboxer in like a, a show like stand-up fight series and like like have like all these lights and like look super cool and like get to fight somebody and like still do this the same cool shit but not like in a basketball court like why wouldn't i rather Go do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's one thing that is really cool about stand up fight series. I like that Chad um, kind of does that. And he really does a great job promoting the fighters themselves, like the personality and, and kind of making the amateur fights look like it's a professional organization um, with just the way that he promotes it and the way that it's all kind of set up. And, and you really kind of get a little bit of the spotlight, which is really cool. Um, Cause there's some promotions I've seen where it's like, you don't even know that the fights are going on until like the day of the fight. And you're like, Oh, Oh, I didn't even hear about this, but no, like, for real, I'm like <laughs> it's just, and it's, a, I mean, it's just like, he, he just really does do a great job. And it's, it's normally like, I see promotions like that have to like start out and like build up, but it's like, he came with the fire, like immediately. So I've, I've really yeah. liked his promotion since it first started. And I've been just itching to get on one of these cards and now oh, I get a main sure. event. So I'm just super excited. Yeah, I'm bringing him on the podcast tomorrow, so I'm excited to kind of pick his brain. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to him. But, yeah, it's really cool what he's done. Um, is this your first main event? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, it is my first main event. Nice. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, and then it, it's going to be my um, – I think this is my fourth championship fight, but all of my other – championship fights have been in tournaments so this will be my first like five round fight nice that's awesome well i'm really excited yeah and that would be really cool too to see you uh to box as well i I think um 
there's some really exciting stuff going on in boxing right now, especially like last night. Did you watch the Fury and Ganu fight? Man, that's crazy. I thought I really thought that um, Francis and Ganu did win. I did too. Just off of his forward pressure alone. But yeah. you know, you, boxing boxing is still. Um, it's. I think that the people who run boxing at the top, they they got a little bit longer left up there, and then when they croak and get new people up there, we can start because boxing is just like. What the, I think the Logan and Jake Paul like have they have all these people getting their eyes focused on boxing now, and that's good for boxing. But also people are starting to like call boxing out for like all these yeah. flaws. Like, why does the best boxers never fight each other? Why does every boxer have to be undefeated? Like in the UFC, the best guys fight each other every time. In MMA, the best guys fight each other. Like you can be the champion and have like Charles Oliveira. He lost so many times. He lost so many times, and then he became the champion and was the dominant champion in the toughest the toughest weight class in the UFC. But in boxing, it's not like that. You lose three times, and you're freaking nobody even gives a crap anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting you brought that up because there really have not been a ton of undefeated champions in the UFC. Like, there's like Habib, but he retired in his prime. You know, so, yeah. and even Amanda Nunes, like she was the, I, I mean, I don't know. She's got her ass beat a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, Charles and um, there's many others I could name. Kamaru Usman's another one. Um, Yeah. It's crazy. Like there's very, it's very rare that there's an undefeated champion in MMA, uh, especially in the UFC. Because it's like, yeah, to get to that point, you have to fight the best of the best. And, yeah, it's, and it's no fighting joke. Is, fighting is still a flip of the coin, no matter what, how much skills you got versus how much skills they have. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do a rematch with uh, Fury. I, I wouldn't think Fury would want to do that after after that. <laughs> I don't, I I guess don't it think depends. so. Honestly, honestly, I don't see how he can... He like better start training way more for his fight with Usyk because if if Ngannou just I mean I don't know maybe it's different maybe Ngannou really just has I mean I know Ngannou has unreal power but maybe his oh, yeah. power was just way too much and maybe Usyk doesn't have that type of power but I don't know sure. I would just assume that if if Francis Ngannou who's zero and zero just beat him in everyone else's eyes besides Saudi Arabia then uh, maybe Usyk will probably walk through him pretty easy too. I would think. Yeah. And I wonder, it does make me wonder like how serious Tyson took that fight. And especially with him, I think that was a huge mistake booking the Usyk fight before um, that fight. And, and I know Tyson didn't really, he said he didn't have any control over that. Like they just booked it. Um, but still it's like, gosh, you know, you're really not going to sell the Francis fight if you have another fight booked <laughs> like two yeah. months later. It's like, what are you doing? It's crazy. So I thought that was really strange. And then like he was taking a nap before the <laughs> fight. I'm like, what oh is he gosh. doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that, I think that either, you know, maybe I wouldn't say money's issue because, you, you know, he's made so much money that I would, I would, highly doubt that he's broke and I would hope he's not broke but maybe yeah, maybe so. maybe he started 
he just didn't take the fight serious, but he, because he retired. I, I watched his retirement fight against Dillian White, and he retired, and he said he wasn't going to fight anymore. And I think he's probably maybe having, like, mental health problems or something, and yeah. kind of like, because he didn't really look in as much shape as he normally looks in either. No. He's normally always, he's always kind of a little bit bigger, but he looked a little bit bigger than what he normally does. Yeah. Gosh, it makes me wonder, like, what would happen in MMA, like, how quickly Francis would oh, just... Oh, man. When he knocked <laughs> him down that one time, first he, would have freaking, he would have freaking hammer-fisted him so hard. He would, oh, he would never, God. he would never probably talk again. Oh, he'd be able to take him down immediately. It would, it yeah, would he would. Be... It would be insane. I mean, he he was able to take Gon down pretty quickly and um, wasn't able to do much to him on the ground. But Gon's an MMA fighter. Uh, Tyson is not. And and I know he's trained some no. MMA. I saw he was. I think he was training. Um, I can't remember what Jimmy was training at, but he, he was training some MMA at one point. But it's like, it takes years. He was years. training with Darren Till. Oh, that's right. Institute. And Darren Till yeah. was freaking taking him down and <laughs> doing everything to him. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, speaking of USC, what did you think of um, 294, Volkanovski getting knocked out, and then um, that close decision with uh, Hamza Nusman? So for the for the Hamza Nusman fight, I was very, very surprised at um, Usman. It looks like after that first one, I was like, Usman has to be gassed. Like, he has to be. <laughs> yeah. But look, come to find out, Hamza's actually gassed, too. He broke his hand. You know, they kind of, um, they kind of play like, I don't know what, they kind of played like a, a tit for tat game rest of the, rest of the fight. Comza yeah. had a couple of takedowns there at the end to seal the deal to like really put the finish. Cause he had that dominant first round. So that really helped him. But I, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at anyone who gave tomorrow those second two rounds. I think that last round, that last, um, takedown Comza had is what won him that round in most of the judges' eyes. So, I mean, I, I thought that was a good fight. Um, I, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought there was going to be a little bit more action. But, I mean, yeah. it makes sense that it played out the way it did. I mean, if you look at the circumstances, and Kamzat always freaking just goes apeshit at the beginning. So, oh, he gets yeah. a little bit tired. But then the Volk and Islam fight, man, that really was upsetting, seeing that imagery of seeing, like, Volk wobbling like that and, like, hurt like that. And oh, then even, like, when he was laying against the cage afterwards, I was just couldn't. I just couldn't believe he went out that way. And it was just, I don't know, it was sad. It was sad. And I, I honestly, like, if he would have won that fight, in my opinion, I would have never wanted to see him fight at 45 again. Because Islam Same. is a huge 55er, and he has been destroying 45 all these years, not even giving anyone a chance. I would have just wanted him to go to 55 and just freaking rule that division then. But... I hope to see him back at 55 again. I think everyone else in the division is still a good matchup for him. I think the yep. 11 days was definitely the main reason that happened. And, I mean, that's a head kick, so, I mean, it could have happened either way. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to, like he said, you got to go in there and bet on yourself. And if you don't do it, like, oh, well, like, at least you tried. Yeah, well, because it's like, you know, he's not getting any younger. And when would that opportunity come up again? Because it's not like Islam fights all the time you know he fights once or twice a year so that opportunity might have just disappeared if he didn't take it so in his eyes yeah. he's probably thinking like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get that you know rematch and 
hopefully you know make something happen but then you know after the fight he was saying he's like ah, i probably shouldn't have taken that fight and and all that but um but i still like his odds against taporia and i think that'll be a good fight i think it'll be a competitive fight but i i think i'd still i think i still take volk on that i think he might be able to uh to take that o from from taporia so it'll be interesting oh yeah for sure he he washes he washes Taporia, he's still he's still the baddest guy in the world. I mean, he, yeah. Islam is whether whether he had the eleven day notice or not, losing to Islam like Volk is a forty five er. Not only is he a forty five er, he's a little bit of an undersized forty five er, and he yeah. goes and he fights the biggest light, one of the biggest lightweights there is, because <laughs> yeah. one of the most weight, strongest Dagestani wrestler had that amazing fight with him, the first fight, one of the, one of my favorite fights ever, just because of the. The pure technicalness of the fight, and oh just yeah, like all of the positional awareness and fight IQ. Like I love, I I love studying Volk ever ever. Honestly, I didn't like him at first. Like when he was first the, on the Ultimate Fighter with Brian Ortega, I never really liked him too much. But Same. this past year, I've just grown <laughs> to love him so much. He's just after seeing him beat the shit out of Max Holloway the third time, I was like, yeah, this guy is the real deal. He is freaking amazing. He knows everything. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that is one thing that makes Volk just separate from a lot of fighters is yeah, his fight IQ, his intelligence, his knowledge of the fight game itself too. And just kind of, you know, planning his career and his focus on legacy and all those things. You know, he's not just doing it for a paycheck. He's not just doing it to talk a bunch of trash. Like he wants to really leave a strong legacy. And, you know, I think, his goal was to be the greatest of all time. And honestly, if he would have beat Islam and if he would have gotten like maybe another title defense or two at lightweight, like I think he would have been arguably the greatest of all time. I mean, he, what he's done is just absolutely insane in two of the most toughest divisions in the UFC. Like that's what I think makes it so much more impressive to me. Um, cause there's other fighters that have gotten two belts, um, and fought in two divisions, but to fight in two of the toughest divisions in the sport, it's like, geez, that's just insane. Well, I mean, and, and you have to know that he loves it because he didn't fight for three months and he was crying about like, Oh, like, like, like it had only been three months and he's like, and he was crying. Like, he was like, Oh, like I just needed to get back in there. Like, like I didn't feel like, like I didn't like not doing that and I was like yeah. wow like it's only been three months so I mean a lot to a lot of people it's a little concerning but I mean people who do things like what Volk do who are that level of greatness they don't they don't think and feel the same way as normal people feel so right. for people when they're saying like that's concerning it's like no that's like that's showing like he wants to fight like that bad like he wants he wants this that bad right now that he that three months to him is like like he's wasting time of his life and like it's upsetting him to the point that it's making him shed tears in front of people yeah he's in the prime of his career so he wants to you know capitalize on as many opportunities as possible while he can before it you know before it's too late and before he starts to you know the weight cuts get harder the training gets harder the injuries get more frequent so he's trying he's trying to make sure he can squeeze out as much opportunities he can and i think that's a good mindset to have and you know yeah. it's um and i i've got this book behind me david goggins and he's kind of a similar <laughs> similar type of guy with um that yeah. mindset and a lot of people 
um like when I, sometimes when i tell people that I, like i like david goggins and that kind of stuff they're, they're like oh that's crazy like you know those kind of people uh that's not healthy and it's like well yeah you know maybe it's a little much but um not I, healthy I for everybody a, but yeah it's a different mentality it's just a different type of person like he always says uncommon amongst uncommon people it's just it's just what it yeah, is like- and I mean, to be great at something, you don't necessarily have to be a freak about everything, but you have to be a freak about something. If you want to be truly great at something, you have to be, you have to have some screw that's not connected all the way somewhere, or some wire that's not plugged in all the way, because there's going to be times where you're going to have to do things that you know, like, okay, like when you're training and maybe, maybe like you're aggravating an injury a little bit, but you know, like either aggravate the injury a little bit or sacrifice cardio for your fight. Like, which one is it going to be? And most yep. people are going to think like they're going to self-preserve and they're not going to, you know, strain the injury or do whatever is comfortable. But sometimes maybe being uncomfortable right now will help you feel okay being un- uncomfortable later. For sure. And, and kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, I think that's why um, the martial arts community in general has been so good for me is to be around people like that. Because even though I'm not a fighter and I'm not, you know, doing those things, I still, you know, do a lot of things that fighters do. Like I like to eat healthy. I like to live a healthy lifestyle. I like to, you know, train hard. I like to have fun in the gym, but I also like to go hard and I like to uh, take it seriously. And so um, to normal people who aren't in martial arts, who have never trained or have never really been involved in it, um, you know, I might be, let's say I'm at a restaurant and I'm like, oh, I'm going to order this cause I'm, you know, I'd rather not eat fried food or I, I don't like to eat this cause it's processed or whatever. And then people are like, oh, well you got to live your life, you know? And, and sometimes when you're around yeah. those people, it just gets so exhausting. Cause you're like, oh, you don't get it. <laughs> you just, the more you live it. your life, the less life you get to live. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. You, you make sacrifices now to kind of have a better life later or you kind of you know you're lazy or you just kind of yolo attitude and then that's how you end up uh fat sick and depressed to me later you're you're talking about back in the day and when i was 20 or whatever like whenever you thought it was a fun time and now yeah like how you said just not happy with yourself anymore didn't make any good decisions yeah yeah, I've made a lot of changes to my lifestyle just even in the past few years. Um, you know, like you said, being young and you know, of course, when you're young it's fun to go out and party and hang out with your friends and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, as you get older, if you surround yourself with the right people, you realize that those things aren't as fun as you thought they were. And it's more fun to be disciplined and it's more fun to hang around people who talk about uh, doing really cool things with their life instead of just yeah. living for the weekends. Yeah. And then, and then when you, when you, when you do stay disciplined, you do get your work done like November 11th, I guarantee you that night I'm going to party like really probably throw up. Like I'll probably be super lit, but it just makes it so much sweeter when you stay disciplined for all these weeks, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't go out. And then all of a sudden you put in that hard work, you go, you go win that fight. And then, you know, room spinning a couple hours later and you're and it's, and it's so much better than if you were just doing it every weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because like I um I stopped drinking a little over a year ago. Um, and a lot of people ask me why they're like, Oh, you know, why did you stop drinking? Like you didn't have a problem with it or anything. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it, but I just, I'm at a point in my life where I don't feel like I've earned, you know, the right to go out and party and stuff because there's things that I want to accomplish and do. And until I accomplish those things and until I hit those goals, I don't want anything getting in my way or any distractions um, I don't want to reward myself for doing nothing. You know, I, I want to yeah. reward myself for accomplishing my goals. And, and, um, so like even just like little changes and, and it wasn't even just drinking. It was kind of just more taking that social, um, lifestyle out of my life with like going out on the weekends, which is totally normal for people in their twenties and even thirties and forties to go out, you know, on the weekends or on a Saturday night with their friends, um, and I still do time to time, but it's not something I do every weekend. Um, and, and, and I don't need alcohol, you know, to be a part of it. Cause you know, I feel better when I don't drink, my training is better. Um, uh, my recovery is better. I don't like, I can work out more because I don't have, you know, days where I wake up and I'm a little, you know, froggy and just not feeling it. And, and so yeah. I'm able to be so much more productive. And so it's like, you know, there's little lifestyle tweaks and even just with like switching up your diet too. That's one thing, um, that a lot of people, you know, when they start eating healthier, they notice like, Oh, I actually feel better. And then when I do get to eat like a, a brownie or a cookie or whatever, like it tastes so much better. And it's like, yeah, heaven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best part is like, especially with fighting is like you go through a, a fight camp, you don't get anything. You don't get to have fun. You don't get to, you know, be under the control of any, anything else. You don't get to eat what you want to eat. And then afterwards you can do all of that. So then yeah. it's like, okay. But, but you know, you know also that you have to get right back to work soon. So it's not like a, like, Oh, this is my new life. It's just like a, right. okay, like let's, let's party this weekend. Maybe I'll day drink like on a weekday once or something the the week after and then <laughs> back to the gym every day. And even even then, like even even during the couple day celebrating phase, like if you're not hurt, you get back in the gym, like just do the work. You can go you can go still celebrate a little bit more after if you want. But I normally like to give myself three or four days to kind of just like really just be wild. But I'll still train though, but then yeah, give myself like four days and then get back to like eating, eating pretty good training, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I would like to know kind of some final thoughts from you on, um, the matchup and, and what we can expect to see from you on, on November 11th and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm super excited about the matchup. I think Patrick is a really good fighter. I think he's a really tough guy. I think he's going to come forward. He's going to he's gonna bring a fight, and I will have a fight waiting for him. And I think that it's, it's a great fight for a main event because it's not going to be like we're not going to be dancing around. We're not going to be doing a bunch of like pointy point. We're going to be trying to knock each other out. I know he's trying to knock me out. I know he's got good cardio. So hopefully we're in there. Hopefully we, we get to have some good rounds and then I'll try and get to finish. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to go to judge a scorecard. I just want to go in there and I just want to just fight really hard and hit him with some good shit 
he'll probably hit me with some good shit and then yeah get my hand raised get that belt i you know i'm super excited i have a, i have a belt a tournament belt but i don't have like a promotional belt and it's an ikf usa belt super um super uh i don't know what you'd call it, a prestigious belt good good promotion like it's time to just go out there and just do it like i've i've dropped the last couple fights and i know i know where i could have done better at and i know where I'm, where I'm at, my experience level, and I know where my opponent is at, and that this is this is my time to have a to have my highs again. That's awesome. Yeah, does that give you a little extra motivation with that belt on the line? Uh, honestly, I don't really give a crap about the belt or the being the main event. I just want to go in there and just hit him with some with some good stuff and really just let's like let's just fight like knock each other out fight hard, go in there, like make people cheer. The the belt and the main event is just extra pageantry. I mean it's nice. It's it's good. Like it's nice. It's nice to have. Like it'll I'll I know once I get the belt wrapped around my waist, I'll I'll be like, yes, like this is a super <laughs> dope belt. But in terms of like the fight, it doesn't make any difference. If there was no belt on the line and no main event, we would probably go in there and fight the same exact way. So I'm gonna go in there with that mindset of like, we're just coming here to fight. And whatever comes will come when it's supposed to. That's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a dog fight. I'm excited. It's it's gonna be fireworks. I and I'm excited. I don't feel like a lot of the people in the um St. Louis fighting um community have really got to see me fight yet. I know yeah. a lot of people in the in the Muay Thai like tournament uh, Muay Thai community and kickboxing community have seen me fight because I fight at uh, tournaments and stuff. But a lot of these St. Louis guys, I haven't really seen them at many tournaments or anything like that. So I don't think a lot of them have got to see me fight. And I also have a, a teammate fighting on that night too. And a sister, a sister gym of ours um, is Cameron Steffens uh, co-maining. So super just exciting night. Awesome. Well, that's super exciting. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'll I'll be there uh November eleventh. So I'm um, I'm super, super pumped. Um and and one of the ES guys is is fighting Austin Miller. So I'm super excited to see yeah. him get in there. And uh yeah, it's gonna be incredible. I think it's gonna be even better than the last show. I think it's just gonna be awesome. Yeah. So I think so too. Yeah, super excited. Uh, well, before we get off here, are there any shout outs that you want to make or um, anything else you want to say? Um, shout out to my mom, uh, my dad, my girlfriend, my coach, my teammates. Uh, shout out to Conor McGregor, even though he's never going to see this. And shout out to Patrick Vega because we're going to have to fight each other and it's going to be good. Awesome. Well, thank you. And where can uh, people find you on social media so they can follow your career? Uh, my Instagram is the Lord Reese Newman. My Facebook is just Reese Newman. And yeah, you can, you'll, you'll be able to find me pretty easy. Perfect. And I'll put your little handle on there too, so that people can see it. Awesome. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. It's been great talking to you. This is an awesome conversation. I appreciate it too. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime uh, you want to come back on, just hit me up. Uh, I love I love doing these these little shows, so it's fun. And yeah, for sure. Like I said, super excited to see you fight and um, and Patrick too. I mean, this is this is a great matchup. I'm so excited. <laughs> Um, I think you cut out for a second. Yeah, you cut out too. 
my internet might have failed on me for a second. <laughs> oh, but I, I heard I heard you say um, excited to see Patrick fight too, and then I think I don't know what you said after that, but I don't remember what I said either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. So thanks again. I really appreciate your time. Um, I got to get to work editing these two podcasts today, so I'm going to go do that. <laughs> yep. You have fun doing that. I'm going to go right back to sleep. Wake up <laughs> tomorrow awesome. start my new week. Awesome. All right. Well, I will talk to you again soon, and I will see you on the 11th. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.